it's Megan and Kimberly, and you've entered room 237, the, the bonus. bonus. Ooh, harmony. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how good it was, but it was it it's was probably, something. It's probably shit, but it who was, cares? It was something. Who cares? So what did we do last week? We did the movie Creep um, about, I mean, a creep. A creep. My notes for the bonus start out, happy pride, let's Woo-hoo! talk about stalkers. Happy pride, <laughs> let's talk about stalkers. Yeah. Should I kick it off? Go for All it. All right. We're talking about stalkers. We're talking about stalkers. So because the movie Creep is yes, a stalker. Yes, he is. He le- breaks into this guy's house, videos him, takes blocks of his hair, creepy leaves shit. creepy DVDs at his place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. quintessential stalker behavior. Exactly. Stalking is the unwanted and or repeated surveillance by an individual or groups towards another person. Yeah. So stalking behaviors are usually... Uh, interrelated to harassment and intimidation, and they may include like um, following the victim in person or monitoring them in some way. And according to a 2002 report by the United States National Center for Victims of Crime, what a name. I know. Quote, virtually any unwanted contact between two people that directly or indirectly communicates a threat or places the victim in fear can be considered stalking. Oh. I think they're trying to make it more vague mm-hmm. so it can encompass more things. Right. Because Which some, it should. Right. Because some stalking is not as overt. It's not yeah. like the person sitting outside your window, like, peeping in at you. But it's so hard to get protection on those cases. It is. And, like, until it's too fucking late. Especially, like, cyber stalking now. They mm-hmm. finally did make some laws about it. But oh, goodness. it's, um, with the internet, we all use it. Yeah. You know, it's the easiest way to stalk somebody. It really is. People characterized as stalkers may be accused of having a mistaken belief that the person that they're stalking loves them or that they need rescuing of some sort. Stalking can consist of accumulation of series of actions, which by themselves can be legal, such as calling on the phone, sending gifts, or sending emails. But when they all come together and the forces combine. Right. But also it's like, I sent you... 30 emails in one day, Mm -hmm. not just one email, you know. Stalkers may use overt and covert intimidation, threats, and violence to frighten their victims. They could also engage in vandalism and property damage or make physical attacks that are meant to frighten. And eventually some of them do kill their victims. Unfortunately. Um, Intimate partner stalkings, they're the most dangerous type, of course. Of course, yeah. So there's a few types of victims. All right. Let's talk about those. Let's get into it. Uh, prior intimates. So those are victims who had previously been in an intimate relationship with their stalker. The most dangerous. Right. And most are usually women who previously had an intimate relationship with the usually male stalker. Mm-hmm. Males, I think, do generally make up the, the majority the of stalkers. The of stalking. Yeah. Um, casual acquaintances and friends. That's another category. And it's among male stalking victims. They're the most of this category. This is where Aaron and... Yes. You know, much. what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. This includes neighbor stalking. Professional contacts. This is victims who have been stalked by patients, clients, or students. They have a professional relationship with healthcare providers, teachers, lawyers. They are at high risk here for being stalked. Yep. Workplace contacts. Employer, employee, or customer. The stalker visits the victim at their workplace. Or you work with them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, stranger. 
This is the creepy one to Yeah, me. that's the one. Like, that... you don't... So this, the victim is typically unaware of how their stalker began stalking them because they, um, usually these stalkers form a sense of admiration for their victim from a distance. So they may not even know for a right. while that they're being stalked. And then there's the famous. So most of these victims are individuals who are portrayed heavily on media outlets, but they can also include individuals such as politicians and athletes. So when I was in college, well, when I was first going, I wanted to be uh, like a TV, like a news anchor. Mm. And I wanted to major in communications. Mm -hmm. Then I read that news women news anchors are probably like the top Mm -hmm. stocked women because like they're Mm -hmm. in people's homes Mm -hmm. every day. And you feel this like attachment to them. You think they you know them. Yeah. Yeah, Remember that one reporter who was shot live on TV? Yeah. Oh, so sad. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Also, like, I love you, but you wouldn't be good at that because you will literally read anything put in front of you, whether it's <laughs> right or wrong. You know, and um, well, I would have been trained. You know, an anchorman when he just like reads shit and it's so crazy. That would be Kim. Because if I like put something in the notes and I mess it up, she'll just read it how it is. <laughs> Uh, women often target other women, whereas men usually stalk women. Because men are the worst. The worst. <laughs> Types of stalkers. Oof. So one is the rejected stalker. They follow their victims in order to like reverse correct or avenge a rejection. Mm. Whether it's like a divorce, separation, breakup. Another is the resentful stalker. They make a vendetta because of a sense of a grievance against the victims. It's motivated mainly by the desire to frighten and distress the victim. Intimacy seekers. They seek to establish an intimate, loving relationship with their victim. Incompetent soothers. They have poor social skills or courting skills, but they do also have a fixation or a sense of entitlement to an intimate relationship with those who have attracted their amorous interest. Are this these like incels? Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds real mm-hmm. fucking incelish. It's very I incel. cannot stand incel. that. Yes. Yeah. Entitled. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The next, predatory stalkers, and they spy on the victim in order to prepare and plan an attack. Creepy. So I thought now that we know what stalkers are and who gets stalked and who does stalking, we would just read some stories of people who have been stalked. Mm, okay. They're stalker stories. Some of these are from Reddit and then some are from something else. I can't remember where else I got them. But we'll just take turns reading the stories. Okay. How about that? Let's do it. So this first one is from Reddit, and it says, a little backstory. I'm a 20-year-old, short, petite female working at Subway, and I can't help but be nice to anyone, even if they creep me out. I usually feel bad. (laughs) She's like Aaron. Yeah. About a year ago, we had this guy who was about 35 to 40 years old who would come in every day for lunch. He was fascinated by my stretched ears and few piercings I had on my face and always asked questions. He would sit down after I rang him out and watch me from his table for two hours nonstop, just staring at me while oh, I helped other customers. Where was your manager? Right? This goes on for about two weeks. Every day he would ask for my number, saying he had plugs and tunnels. He wanted to give me and see me wearing them in my ears, and I always politely declined. I was like, no. No, no thanks. <laughs> so one day I'm alone in the store because my manager had to run to the bank. So I guess the manager was there. Yeah. Just, just letting not it happen. doing shit. Yeah. We were really slow that day. So I was just in the back room messing around on my phone. I heard the door chime, looked up, and no one was there. Then I saw the man walk past the front of the store really quickly like he was in a hurry. And the store phone rings. Me. Thanks for calling Subway. How can I help you? Him. 
this is the girl with the nice ears, right? Mm. Ooh, gross. Me. Um, yeah. Who is this? Him. Are you alone in the back room right now? Are you working by yourself? This is sounding real screamish. It gets worse. I've read all, through all these already. So, um, at this point, I really got creeped out and knew it was him. I hung up and texted my manager the situation so she would hurry back. He called again, this time asking me very weird questions like, what would I do with him in the room with the door locked? Did I have a boyfriend? Ugh. Why was I playing hard to get? My manager gets back and I tell her everything. In the middle of the lunch rush, he calls again. This time, my manager answers and to this day, she never told me what he said, but the look on her face made my spine shiver. <laughs> She told him if he called again or showed up here, she would call the police. I thought that was the end of it, but that was wrong. One week later, I'm clocking out and getting ready to walk to my car parked in the front. And when I look outside, I see him standing by my car and looking inside. I was an idiot and left the back door unlocked. I watched him crawl inside my car and shut the door. He was hiding. He was trying to hide in my fucking backseat and do God knows what to me when I got in there. My manager locked the front door of our store and called the police. When they arrived, they had to drag him out of my car and he was arrested. On him was a butcher knife, rope, and a rag with chloroform on it. Oh, shit. If I hadn't looked up when I did, I would probably be dead right now. Wow. Now, I will tell you, I don't know if any of these stories are true. Like I said, I just pulled them from Reddit or wherever, but that's creepy as hell. That's really creepy, but also where did he get that chloroform? You can't just buy that. I know. That's the part that makes me like, girl, really? But I don't want to disbelieve people. No victim shaming, but like I thought about it because I would like some chloroform. Just so, like, when people are being annoying to just me, and I'm just like, sleep, bitch. Like, I'm not going to, like, <laughs> do any, I'm not going to kill anyone, but it's like the mm-hmm. obnoxious guy to you next in a bar, like, oh, oh, oh. People in the, um, like, Regency era romance novels that I like to read are mm-hmm. always getting chloroform. <laughs> fuck around and core for myself <laughs> me too. like you, you know like that's okay on just the count of three men that's yeah one like. two three <laughs> <laughs> they always have a really bad headache when they wake up well <laughs> so our next story is from redditor blonde well, envy yeah i guess i didn't tell you who the first one's from it was from redditor odd wolf is it peach bus <laughs> Fucking peach buzz, man. So this story is as follows. Yeah. I was only about 14 when this happened, and the dude who was stalking me was a few years older. Let's call him Tom. Let's. Let's. I used to compete in equestrian events, and Tom's mom, so they're British, British. (laughs) was the president of one of the clubs I belonged to. equestrian? Come on. Yeah, right. Y'all got money. (laughs) His mom dragged him along to an event one day where he must have seen and taken a liking to me. I don't remember actually talking to or even meeting him that day, but he took it upon himself to look through the club's membership forms to find my phone number. Tom called me every single day, multiple times for months on end. Annoying. I know. Twice on weekdays and three times on weekends. I politely told him that I wasn't interested and he was convinced that he would make me like him through sheer will alone. Mm. Aren't they all? Uh huh. I stopped taking his calls after he started threatening to find and beat up any male I happened to mention, be it a family, friend, boyfriend. I will fly into a rage at the slightest thing. Why is she taking these calls? Mm. I don't know how long ago this was, but like, could you not block him? I know. Sometimes he would call just to scream at me about something that happened at school that pissed him off. He started to find out which events I was going to attend by going through the entry forms his mom was sent, and he would show up and follow me around 
all day demanded to know why I didn't want to date him. Ugh. Um, sir. That doesn't make her like And because you're coming on a little straw. <laughs> a little. A, a little. He went as far as grabbing me and shaking me when I tried to ignore him on the ground or grabbing at my horse's reins if I was mounted. Mm-mm. My mom and I asked Tom's mom to stop bringing him to events and I, as I was starting to get scared. And she accused me of leading him on and acting like I was too good for her boy when I should be considered, I should be considering myself lucky that someone like him would even look twice at someone like me. Mm, I wonder where he gets uh, uh, his huh? uh, ideas He eventually from. stopped when one of my brothers came to an event and stood over him while telling him to leave me alone. That's all it took, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. His mom was awful. She was, yeah. Like, allowing it, making it worse. So our next one is from Redditor Fierce underscore princess. I used to work with an older guy. Old enough to be my father. So Mm. older. Old. I tried to be friendly with him because we worked in nearby departments and I didn't want trouble to be had from anyone I worked with. Typical woman. Always trying to keep things pleasant, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I guess no one was very nice to him there, so he took to me like butter to bread. He'd quickly leave his department if he saw me and just chill in mine and do all my work for me. I never asked him to, and I preferred doing my own work because it gave me something to do. One day, my car wouldn't start, so he offered me a ride home. I agreed because fuck walking 10 miles. (laughs) (laughs) From that point on, he would show up randomly at my house wanting to hang out or go out to eat or whatever. At first, I would let him stay for a few hours because I thought he was harmless. But after putting up with him every day for a week at work and outside of work, I got annoyed. I started avoiding my house or pretending I wasn't home. And he didn't like that. He started showing up at places I was. Movie theaters, mall, fast food places, even my mom's house once. I couldn't figure out how he knew where the fuck I was each time until a friend inspected my car and found a tracker on it. Once he realized he couldn't find me anymore, he took to cornering me at work. One time he had me cornered and shoved his tongue into my mouth. Naturally, I freaked out and bit him. And once I was able to get away, I ran to the manager's office. It was caught on tape, thank fucking heavens, and he was fired. I ended up moving shortly afterward and didn't tell anyone my forwarding address beyond family. I have him blocked on social media. I did see him once in a store, but he was with his wife. And I was with a friend who was built like a tank. I don't go to that store anymore. Gross. So this creeper can't even go to the store anymore. I know. And the audacity of this man with a whole ass wife, like stalking some teenager. Right. Leave that poor girl alone. Men are so gross. Gross. I told you. Give him up. If only I wasn't sexually attracted to women, (laughs) it'd be so much easier. (laughs) We can put you into conversion therapy, maybe. Okay. Arnett. Have you heard of this of these two? I don't think this so. This is a pretty famous case. This is Mary Stoffer and uh, Ming Shinshu. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. This one's not from Reddit. This is a real one. Well, I mean, they're all real. Well, but yes, this but one is um, documented. Yes. Um. So a lot of us have been hot for a teacher, sure. right? Like I have. Have you? Sure. I don't remember it, but mm, I have. Tons. I don't think so. <laughs> 
not surprised. It's not out of the ordinary to have a crush on a teacher back in the day or even like a hot professor in college, you know? Mm-hmm. But most of us aren't sadistic stalkers like mm-hmm. Ming Shin Xu, whose crush on his ninth grade algebra teacher began in 1965 and morphed into a sick obsession that lasted over 15 years. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Oh, no. Just wait. Oh, God. If you don't know about this, just I wait. I know. Like, I'm reading it and yeah. like learning at the same yeah. time. So throughout the years, Shu fantasized about Stoffer. He wrote stories <laughs> detailing sexual fantasies, ranging from consensual to non-consensual, some detailing rape. His disturbing imagination wasn't enough to satisfy his twisted cravings, and he began relentlessly stalking Mary and attempting to track her down throughout most of the 70s. This is... He even once broke into her in-laws' homes in 1975, thinking that it was hers, and threatened them with death (laughs) if the crime was ever uh, reported to the authorities. So he called the cops, I will kill you. Pretty intense. In 1980, he learned of her whereabouts in Bethel University campus and then stalked her for months. In May of that year, he followed her to salon where he held her and her daughter, who was seven at the time, at gunpoint as they were leaving and proceeded to kidnap them. Mm-hmm. This is a intense stalking. Mm-hmm. Petrified and tied up, Mary made loud noises from inside the trunk. She pulled over and caught the attention of six-year-old Jason Wilkman. He threw the boy into the trunk as well and beat him to death with a metal rod in a secluded wildlife refuge. Um, okay. So, mm-hmm. like, they're just going along. And then- I think Mary was being too loud that Jason heard it. And so he was and like, so I got to kill this but he's six. Kid. Mm-hmm. No one would believe him anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he kept this both. Man clearly has a lot of issues. Clearly, he kept both mod, mother and daughter captive at his home for nearly two months. While prisoner of Shu, Stoffer was repeatedly raped and assaulted. Shu recorded and kept many videos of his attacks on Mary, and many she was tied and bound. So that's awful. Yeah. He yeah. made it a point to often keep mother and daughter separate, which I. Okay, locking Mary in a closet while her daughter remained locked inside of a box in a van. Jesus. Yeah. In July of that same year. And it's the fucking summer. Oh, right. Are they in Texas? No. I don't think so, but. but. If they were. Um, in July of that same year, Mary was able to escape and call for help while she was at work by removing hinge pins off the closet door. He was arrested that same day. And then, as if he hadn't terrorized her enough, while he was on trial in 1981, she smuggled in a knife to the court and jumped at Mary after her testimony, slashing her face severely and threatening that he would one day kill her and her daughter. He uh, received 40 years for the murder of Jason Wolfman and an additional 30 for the kidnapping of Mary and her daughter. Yeah. So I think he worked at like some kind of repair shop for like, you know, TV and VCRs and shit like that. And that's where they found him. He was crazy. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. It's like so much more detailed horrible than just that quick I'm going to have to go back and read. You'll have to find it. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, I think there's like maybe even a documentary about it. I don't know. Ooh, I've definitely you know heard I about love. it. You know. Um, okay, so our last one is a little different. It's the Westfield Watcher. Do you know about this one? Yes. Yes. This one's pretty, pretty famous. Yeah. A house in Westfield, New Jersey has achieved notoriety in the last few years as a house not only haunted but also watched by someone with anonymity. The house was built in 1905 and remodeled in 2014 and various families have inhabited the house 
throughout the years. It's an old Dutch colonial house. And it's described as a real estate dream. It is very beautiful yeah, inside. And huge. Yeah. Hosting six bedrooms, a master suite, wood floors, and numerous fireplaces. Derek and Maria Broadus bought the newly remodeled home with high hopes in 2014, but unfortunately, that did not turn out well. They did yeah. spend a $1.3 million on this home, and then things just really went in the shitter. Yeah. Um, shortly after the purchase, the family began to receive chilling letters in their mailbox by someone claiming to watch the home as the house had been the subject of their family for decades and that they were put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Like the first letter asked, why are you here? I will find out. Each letter was signed to the watcher. The watcher. He claimed that his grandfather looked over the house in the 20s, his father in the 60s, and now it was his turn. The watcher claimed to always be keeping an eye on the house and on the family. All the windows and doors allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Nope. He made references to the children of the family and threatened them, saying, quote, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. He says young blood a lot in the letters, and it's so creepy. Each letter became more and more disturbing. One asked if the owners were able to fill the house with the young blood I requested. Again, the young blood. And claimed to know the names of the family's children. Quote, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Young blood. Fucking young blood, dude. The watcher claimed to one day call the children out by their names and lure them into the woods. Quote, once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. I asked the woods, the prior owners, to bring me young blood. More than one letter insinuated that there was something to be found in the walls. Um, Have they found what is in the walls yet? And in time they will, are quotes from letters. Mm -hmm. The watcher asked the family, have you found all the secrets the house holds? The Broadduses later filed a civil suit against the previous owners, the Woods, claiming that they had also previously received a letter and knew about the stalker and failed to disclose this information when selling the home causing them emotional distress. The case was thrown out by a judge in October of whatever year this article was published. I don't know. Yeah. Um, To this day, the identity of the watcher remains unknown. As of 2017, the house is on the market. Would you buy this house? It can be yours. The house is gorgeous. beautiful. I mean, you just got to put up with some creepy-ass letters, but... He has never did anything. He didn't do anything. It's just like, just fucking throw <laughs> just him in Just talking about young blood, and I'd be like, girl, I don't have any, so. Right, so, <laughs> okay, fine. Um, these, like, uh, I've had, like, two stalker-ish um, activities that happened to me in my lifetime, really? and it's so unsettling when, mm-hmm. yeah, like, someone that you don't know, you mm-hmm. have no recollection of, um, gives you a message like it's it's vulnerable right it's very vulnerable like the last i received a letter one time i won't go into details about it but i mean for a while i'm like this person knows where i live it was scary yeah yeah it was right like i'm like wherever i went i was watching my back like is this person who is this person so it's it's also the letter was horrific yeah like yeah. really hateful stuff um that was scary it is scary it, it and like you said it just feels violating mm-hmm. too like i don't know if you've ever had your place broken into Mm-mm. but i i have you know i had my last apartment broken into once um and it just feels gross knowing that people touched your things right you know it's mm. just it's, it's like such an invasion of privacy yeah. that it's like unsettling yeah. and gross yeah it's not fun Ugh. 
Yeah. I've never had anybody send me any nasty letters, but I've definitely had people like harass me via like Facebook or mm-hmm. you know or calls and stuff. Yes. But luckily, it's been where I can like block them. So when I was little, um, like I'm talking real little, um, so small, in fact, that, that there was one phone in the house in like the mm. living room, the off limits, like dining yeah. room or, or the part of the French room. If you're in Chicago, um, the what room? The French room. French. The front room. Front room. But why do you call it with a CH at the end? Front room. I've never heard this before. I'm asking, I have to ask my dad if he knows what that is. <laughs> and uh, every now and then, someone will call. And this went on for years in my family. Um, and he will call and just be like, <sighs> No. I don't like heavy breathing in general. And he would do that. And then, like, my grandma would curse him out. Or if, like, I answered, I would immediately hang up. Like, it, it went on for years. And we never knew who that was. Was it somebody trying to freak your mom out? Like, I don't know. but That's creepy. It went on for a very long time. I don't like that. People need to find something better to do for with real, their time. Get a hobby. <laughs> right? Fucking just watch TV if you don't have a hobby. Like, why you got to be bugging people? For real. So next week, what are we doing? We are doing Lyle, which <laughs> is um, a Pride Month special. It's yeah. a lesbian version of Rosemary's Baby, so we are told. That's what the... That's what the Google says. That's what the synopsis says. So that should be interesting. Lesbians having babies that are possibly evil. Nice. Fun I like times it. Had by all. All right. Until then, please find us on Instagram or Facebook. We're at Room 237 The Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Room 237 The Pod C1. Or you can send us an old fashioned email at Room 237 The Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, Please do not forget, um, if you feel so inclined to rate and review us on iTunes or, well, and or tell a couple of (laughs) friends about us. It just helps us get out there and helps more people discover the podcast that you all love and enjoy. Yes, please. So happy pride. Happy pride, bitches. Get out there, shake something. That's right. Find the uh, Pride Parade in your town and join in, even if you're not a member of the community. Yeah, Megan, the last time we went, well, before the world shut down, Mm. we went to Pride together. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick and had to go home. Yeah, because got I a can't little, be hot. Got a little heated for the baby. I can't be hot. Yeah. I, if I get too hot, <laughs> then I get sick. And I mean, I'm a special Pride baby. in Texas. It's it's uh, it's actually fucking terrible. Like, why can't they have it in the, the winter? It's awful. <laughs> why does it have to be fucking June? And there's That's like a June a of 1969 people. or happened, but like I'm okay with putting it off a couple of months. Make it November. Ain't nobody gonna be mad. I will not February. be mad at all. We can still commemorate what happened in June right. of 1969, but then also celebrate it when it's warmer, right? Or when it's quarter. March would be a great month. Yeah, it's not hot as hell here yet, but you still got some sunshine. It's, it's warm enough. You know, nobody asked us though, so that's fine. There you that's go. Fine. <laughs> All right. Stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye.